Alright? You good? How's it going? Me? Yeah, I'm alright. Yeah, not too shabby. Um, well here we are. Episode 4. And this one's a very special one because it in- includes my uh, my gorgeous wife, Hayley. Um, what am I going to call this one? Scouse Down South. Yeah, we'll call it that. Um, yeah, in this episode we talk about lots of different things. More kids. Um, about our wedding. About how we met. Our holidays. Um... We talk about a law qualification as well. That's impressive. A scouser with a law qualification. She's the other way around, isn't it? Your Honour. Um, <laughs> I shouldn't keep digging the scouse. They're uh, they're lovely people, the scousers. Um, yeah, we talk all about her becoming a mum. Um, it was nice. It was nice to interview her or do a podcast with her, whatever you want to call it. But it was my longest podcast yet. It's going to be in it because I can talk the arse off a donkey. But I hope you enjoy it. Enjoy the show. And here we go. Well, here we are with another one. And I'm joined by my wife. Hello. Yeah. Mrs. Haley Saunders Knee, Nay, Bait, LLB, Legum Baccalarius? No. What is it? <laughs> BBC. What? BBC. BBC? Yeah, That's whatever. big. Yeah. I thought it was LLB. It is. LLB honours, BBC. Alright, she waited. She's just ambushed me with that one. Oh well. Shite happens. Sauce. No problem. So, you alright? Yeah. Just been baking brownies. Yeah, hopefully if you don't collapse. If they're shit, you're moving out. <laughs> um, I've got a list that you can hear. I've got a list. I thought I'll go by this. Usually I wing it, but... So, you're going to answer the questions. It's not like a Mr and Mrs or anything. <clears throat> so, how we met. So, talk about that. So... We met through work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and at first, it was more of on a friendly basis, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Um, I don't know what you thought, but I just thought you were nice to chat to, and obviously, I thought you were quite fit. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. well, but you know. you know, there was you know nothing romantic to it at first. And no. We were just quite friendly, and we just sort of spoke a bit more, and then it went from there, really, didn't it? Yeah, um, had a lot in common. It was one of those because obviously, um, separated. It was one of those I wasn't sure. You know, it's a bit of a a risk. There's always a risk involved and for me it was like, okay, do I want to take that risk and with the kids and all of those sorts of things. So really for me it was not just about jumping for any old broad. It was, okay, <laughs> if it's, uh, yeah, I needed to feel something and that's that's definitely what I felt. And the good thing was, like you said, we were friends before Yeah. and that that's what makes, makes it easier. But um, I think we 
we just got on really well, didn't we? Yeah. And we, I think we shared a similar sense of humour. Well, I'm I'm as funny as fuck, so you know. Yeah. Funny kits. Um. Yeah. So um, <laughs> we'll move on from that one. Um. So obviously, you're there. You know mm. about the kids. It's a fair bit of politics involved there. You were called several things. Haware, which is the funniest fucking thing <laughs> ever. Um, just to explain, um, I notified my ex-wife of Haley's presence. Um, just because I was, at the time, I was seeing the kids very fucking sparsely, my ad. But I thought it was just the right thing to do, just so that she didn't get the surprise and the kids come home and go, oh, we've just met this woman... And uh, yeah, sort of jumped on it. So I thought I'd do it against everybody's sort of advice. Really, everyone was going, "What's the point? Why tell her? She don't need to know." But I just thought it's out. Not that I've got any fucking respect for her, but out of respect for the situation, I thought it was probably best to do it. Um, and you were, I advertently got a message calling you a huare. Yeah, and I've been known as that ever since. It was whore, but spelt wrong. <laughs> <laughs> fucking rage tweet or rage tweet rage text brilliant so kids come along we're not going to go into the semantics of how they come to live with us but briefly touch on it removed by the police from her um on an emergency protection order and subsequently um a lot happened with social services and things like that and yeah there's a lot of damage to those children so then you were fired full full pelt into becoming a full-blown, full-time stepmom. Yeah. Um, I think it's quite unusual for the stepmom to be in that situation, isn't it? Yeah. Um, usually, sort of, traditionally it would be the stepdad that ends mm. up living with the stepkids wouldn't yeah, it so yeah. it's not something that i was expecting yeah so when i first found out about the kids and we got together and all of that type of thing mm. i sort of had visions of being you know the a part-time stepmom yeah like somebody i'd take them out we'd have fun we'd have a laugh and yeah i'd sort of be a bit of an element of fun in the life and an extra person yeah um and then obviously when they came to live with us there was quite a lot more to it than that um i mean yeah. i'd never I'd, I'd babysat my niece and things yeah. like that, but I had never had full care of two little people before, and they were four and eight at the time. And I remember when they first came, I was like, how do I know if the bath's warm enough yeah. for them? Like, how do I know if that's okay? What do I cook them? How yeah. do I know what they like? So i had a lot to learn and i'm still learning i think you always will i mean i've been in that position myself as a stepdad to her previous and and i always felt there was a line yeah. that do i can i cross that line of of obedience really making mm. sure that i'm yeah it's difficult so i feel that um but obviously with the situation as well that it comes and you rightfully said 
you well we both envisaged that it would be a case of where the kids would be there for a weekend or a week during a holiday of school or whatever but it it didn't turn out that way and and when I picked the flat that you eventually come and lived with me in Mm. it was my sort of thought was to have a spare bedroom for that exact reason and well it proved it's worth, didn't it? Because yeah. they, they moved in full time. Um, so you you spoke about the challenges, but what was the rewards for you? Did you find when they come and live, and obviously a bit of time went past because mm. um, there was quite a lot of um, emotional trauma, which we'll come on to in a minute, but, um, f- but past all of that, yeah, the rewards, the good bits, what do you think? Just watching them grow mm. and watching watching them develop. I know you don't sort of want to talk about the emotional trauma side of things no, we can. at the moment, but just watching them change from these quite scared children mm. from what had happened to them when they arrived. Mm. You know, I had to lie by Lilia's bed every night until she went to sleep for a long time and she would just scream and cry Um, but after a while with our support Mm. they got stronger and stronger and I think and and that's something that's quite salient actually and something that is a bit of a segue now into it but um, support's a big thing that you said there because thank god for your dad and and your stepmom who are nanny and granddad it's not even open for debate um but we didn't have a lot of support apart from that we we had no one around us or let's just say no one willing um able but unwilling um but going from that you said you mentioned the rewards that that was good um it's fine to mention the emotional side of it and I'll come back to it and one of the things when I really realised that there was an issue was not only did I forfeit the Vegas trip again (laughs) which we eventually got around to going to Vegas I had a bit of a jinx with Vegas I'd I'd, three times I'd gone to go three times I'd never gone so uh, two times I'd gone to go two times I'd never gone third third time's a charm when we actually eventually got there which we'll come on to um but mine and Haley's honeymoon was going to be fly to LA, spend the night in LA, piss off to Vegas for three or four days um, the next day, staying at the Planet Hollywood, and then fly back, get a car, and spend a week and, and a bit in Palm Springs. But that kind of got curtailed when <laughs> the kids came along in... in so we in foresight really we could we could still have gone but um we just took the easier route and that was to just fly out and have a family moon and then go to la quinta palm springs which you know it was i do remember at the time thinking this wasn't how it was meant to be but mm. it, it didn't matter at that point because the, what was my wildest dreams came true which was the kids were with us and i never foresaw that no. um and also, on top of that, had having had 
that long period of time of parental alienation of six to nine months where I hadn't seen them at all and couldn't even speak to them and that's another podcast definitely um that made it hard and there I was with them in one of the places I love to go in California and it was like yeah this this is crazy how life can do this but um yeah and by the way I was allowed to travel with them because social services gave me a letter that stipulated that even though I didn't have the mother's uh what's the word approval they gave the approval on her behalf due to them being removed for EPO that's my disclaimer legal standing (laughs) there's a barrister here she can tell you all about it um but yeah moving on from that one Mm. so we talked about becoming a stepmom challenges and rewards so let's talk about getting married then Go on, it was then. lovely. It was so, lovely. I hope yeah, so. Yeah, it was nice. It's all right, wasn't it? <laughs> no, so we were looking for a while for the perfect place to get married, mm. weren't we? Because we knew yeah. we wanted a small, cute little wedding. Yeah. Um, Money you... was a thing as well. Yeah, we didn't have the biggest budget in the no. world. But regardless of that, we just wanted quite a, a small, cosy little wedding. And we were looking at various different places. And then yeah. one day we were in Windsor doing a bit of shopping, just having a wander around. Yeah. And you pointed out the Guildhall to me and was like, that's where Charles and, Charles Camilla, and Camilla got married, Elton John. Yeah. And it was so pretty. <laughs> and I was like, that's where I want to get married. Yeah. And we did. And we did. It, yeah. it was all, all it, it all sort of slot into place, really, because I remember there was quite a few venues, and funnily enough, one of them is actually in the town that we live in now, which was really, it's bizarre. Don't, do you remember that? Sort of. Yeah. But there were so many little ones yeah, I was looking at. But, but the, the one, because we kind of wanted a venue that was, we could get married, and then they could sort of move everything out of the way, and then we could have a bit of a rave yeah. at the end of it Party. but we we kind of realized that probably weren't the case and i think mm. as the moment we went and had a little look around the guild hall you realized then yeah actually this this place is where we want to go and it was it was like i i got married in the registry office but it was like someone's front room it you know it you wouldn't have known it it was so disconnected from what that actually is but this one felt very grand this one this one yeah this one you should wait till you see my next one that's gonna be vegas with yeah my boyfriend but um i think it's it was like it was better than a church i think yeah it was it was beautiful surrounded by portraits of kings and queens of past in the middle of windsor and on the day that we got married the queen was in she was. She she was in. She she, she was going to come, but she she didn't like that pub. She was barred from that pub actually. That we got we had our reception <laughs> at. So yeah, but it all just worked out, and yeah, who we had there was was who we wanted there, and um, it was perfect, wasn't it? It was. The weather could have been a bit better, but it was a bit soggy. But bit apart shy. from that, it was good, and obviously the kids were there, mm. which you know because do you remember i actually asked her yeah and uh, she said no yeah, well a few words fuck off was one of yeah. them yeah but anyway but yeah. yeah they were there and then they came so it was all and just for the record the kids came to live with us well yeah the epo was actioned 
pretty much two weeks before we got married yeah. so and I, and I remember I, I called you and I just said the kids are coming with us they're coming to live with us are you mm-hmm. okay with that and it was one of those hardest things because um, they are my priority yeah but I was in this uh, like no man's land of what's morally right to do here it, it, yeah so I had to give you the option of the out to go I'm not really feeling this. I can't. I can't commit to that. But I kind of knew that you would have just gone with it anyway. You'd seen me in the state that I was in, yeah. and I think you realised how important this was. But also, our plan going forward was a bigger plan, and it was inclusive of children, and yeah. that's why you stopped flying. Yeah. Um, because Haley was crew for BA, um, and that. You stopped flying in the December. Yeah, it was like the end of November, December. End of November, December, it? and then you come and worked in engineering, mm. in inventory, so, uh, supply chain, um, and it was just weird how that all worked out as well. Because you, if you were flying, it would. Oh, Jesus it just Christ. would have been a nightmare. Yeah, and well, you being crew, mm. I got to do some pretty decent trips. You did Cape Town, Helsinki. Um, San, Diego. San Diego, yeah, there's cool. a few, there's a few, and it's hard to actually pick. I mean, I know what you're gonna say is your favourite one. Cape Town, obviously. Cape Town, because we got engaged there on Table Mountain. I thought that was the best steak I've ever had. That was the highlight of my trip. <laughs> that and the fact I got first on the way home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the funny story with that is, I was in the upper deck in club and. Um, when I sat down, the one of the crew came over and went, oh, I thought you was going to sit in first. And I was like, no, no one told me. And I was like, oh. And I could see this the um, CSM mm. walking up and down and the captain came out of the, the flight deck and there was some woman who was shouldn't have been upstairs that was upstairs. Yeah. And then there was a dog on the apron. Oh, and it, yeah. I didn't yeah. even know about the dog. Oh, you were busy doing your job, weren't you? I was busy <laughs> drinking. Yeah. And... Um, uh, it is illegal to be drunk on board an aircraft. I only had one, two, three. And um, I, I think I missed my opportunity to actually get sort of into my seat. And then when we we levelled out, that was it. I was down the stairs and I thought, oh. but I felt like I'd sort of stepped into somebody's living room and they weren't expecting me there because everyone was like <laughs> looking at me like, what's he doing? Why is he, he in here? It was quite obvious what had happened. Um and um yeah, San Diego we went uh we rented a car, didn't we? We went up to Laguna yeah, when you was cool. dropped your phone in the sea. Did drop my phone in the sea. Fucked your shoes. Yeah, but I was trying to take a picture of some nice seals, wasn't Underwater. I? On a rock. No. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't yeah. even see it happen though. You just saw the just as well, really. you just carried on walking off. down the beach. Yeah. We didn't have no rice to put it in either. <laughs> um and we went up to it was Ortega, I don't know, yeah. but they're not even there anymore because of the fires. Mm. That was mad, but um, that was cool. And then we had it went tech. Yep. The aircraft went tech, so we had an extra day, which mm-hmm. actually lapped on to your birthday. Yeah. So we spent your birthday in um, San Diego, and then we flew back that afternoon. Yeah, it was sort of like afternoon stroke evening, wasn't it? And then I got straight off the plane, straight onto an early shift at work. Oh yeah, I forgot about 11 that. Eleven and a half hour flight. I literally yeah. had to 
wear my jeans and my shirt yeah. to work. I remember now. Um, I all about that. Yeah, I know. I didn't. And then two days later, we're back on a plane again, going westwards to Hong Kong, uh, mm. eastwards to Hong Kong, and then on to Kuala Lumpur and Penang. Yeah. For that mon- monumental trip, which I spoke about in my previous podcast, but we can still talk about it. I've not listened to that part of your previous podcast yet. That's because you're bored of me. No, it's because I've not been on a run (laughs) this week and I usually listen to them then. But Mm. anyway, have you told people what you called that trip? Uh, I think I did. Erasure the shit out of it. I think I did. (laughs) I can't remember. I'm pretty sure I did. And if I didn't, it was because pretty much most of the internals or short haul flights were done by AirAsia about 60 quid and our meal choice was a penne arabiata which was alright but served its purpose didn't it yeah yeah and I had the biggest most horrible sinus infection known to man I forgot about that Um, that was horrendous but just about but yeah so we were in San Diego on the 2nd of November and then we were in Hong Kong on the fifth of no, the sixth of November, but we left Heathrow on the fifth because do you remember it was fireworks night? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Nuts. It was cool. Nuts. Yeah, we've done a few. We've done a few places. We've done Vegas. We managed to do that via Houston. Didn't think we were going to get out of Houston because of a massive storm. Oh my gosh! And then they told us it was going to take five hours to get to yeah. Vegas, and you were sat next to the most enormous man. Yeah, well, he moved, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> he got moved, just as well. Um, yeah, so we made that, done Vegas, with the kids, but they loved it. In and fact, a baby in my tummy. And a baby in your tummy, yeah. They knew about it then, didn't they? They did know about it, yeah, because I was like 16 weeks then. Oh, yeah. So they knew. Yeah, they did. It's all sort of a blur, really. It all blurs into one. But, mm. no, so many trips, so many amazing memories, and hopefully plenty more to come if i still got a bloody job. Um so, as you've probably noticed from Haley's accent, she is in fact from Wales. Hey. She's not, she's from Liverpool. But your accent's not your typical Scouse. Hey, you right there, Mies? No. How's it going? All right, you fucking. I was going <laughs> to swear, well, I did, but I was going to say the C bomb cunt. <gasps> Said it anyway. But, um, so, yeah, North South Divide. Mm. you've lived down south now four years four years yeah pretty much four years this month wow yeah and what what have you noticed the most about being down south compared to life up north apart from the fact that you've got running water and electricity yeah yeah and wi-fi wi-fi yeah not dial up (laughs) um the main thing that i noticed at first was the the friendliness difference and i know everyone always says that yeah um but obviously when i first moved down i was a lot more sort of london way i was a lot closer to london and i did notice that um quite a bit um however since we moved to where we are now I wouldn't mm. say so much because everyone is friendly around here. Like, I'll go for a run and people will say hello. Yeah. But that was one of the main things that I noticed at first because I was a lot more London then. Mm. 
Um, other things? Not so sure, really. Yeah. Obviously, sort of the things that we say are different. It, it is quite funny because that was something um, when... I mean, I'd been up north a few times. My previous position in BA, I'd been to Manchester and Liverpool and Glasgow and all that sort of stuff. And so I was already sort of accustomed to northern people and their their funny ways um, and funny voices. Hey. But it it it's quite funny to sort of be in amongst it, really. And one of the um, one of the funny ones was the first time I went up there with you, and we met your friend Rach, oh, and yeah. it was like you seemed to ramp up to Jamie Carragher. <laughs> And it was really? literally, it, it was, it was like, you know, when you tune in a radio, <laughs> it was a bit like that. And it was, but, but it's funny because Rach is very Scouse, like yeah, your, your, your atypical Scouse, yeah, yeah. whereas you're more Widney, Widness. Yeah, because that's where, you sort grew of, up. I spent a lot of time there. Yeah. And I think that's had a, an effect on my accent mm. but obviously if you listen to my mum and dad they're as yeah. as it gets her dad is hilarious his in fact go we can rewind a bit to the wedding <laughs> yeah. the night before the wedding oh, yeah. we got my best man sam my best mate um we've gone up to do the drinks and we're in this in this hotel bar in windsor and the chat behind the bar was of asian persuasion and I was suddenly now the translator between a scouser and this fella, and bless him, he'd done his best, he tried with your dad, <laughs> but he couldn't get there, and it was along the lines of, um, you know, oh, can I take your order please, and he's like, he's like um, can I have two Jack Daniels and Cokes, um, an old moot, cider, um, I'll have two lemonades for the kids. Um, and I have a Guinness uh, and it was just this bloke was just looking at him as if to go I ain't got a fucking clue what you said mate do you want to start again so I had to do the order and it was funny because there was a part of your dad that died but it's <laughs> it, it's literally like southern theories southern softies but you know I think he can just about tolerate me what me dad yeah yeah he thinks you're alright yeah I'll do <laughs> I'll, I'll do but um, but no that's 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 funny and I think um, there are differences with words. There's difference, and funny enough, Dapper laughs talks about. Or yeah, Dan, he talks about it a lot with his missus because she's from Manchester, isn't she? So mm. we we sort of have a bit of a laugh about that because he sort of touches on points that is <laughs> something we do. But I've got used to it now. It's just it is what it is, and whenever I still we go, take up, the piss out of me though. Yeah, well, you take the piss out of me as well. I, I think it's part of the course. But it's funny because before Hayley interrupted my perfect English, dinner was what you would have for your main meal in the evening. But dinner to up, well, those people up there is um, lunch. So I don't know what lunch is. It's just dinner. And then it's dinner, as Southerners would know, it's tea. Yeah. So it's breakfast. Dinner, dinner and, and tea. tea. Yeah. But do you remember when... Um, when... 
Lilia was very little mm. and she got confused between tea and cup of tea. Yes. And she yeah. used to say, can I have some of your, some cup of tea, please? Yeah. Because yeah. she got she confused didn't know whether is, it was yeah. tea or cup of tea. Yeah, but they, they <laughs> literally are northernised now. That is, I think it's just the easier way to admit defeat. So they just say tea and dinner. Yeah, you or, all give up. They do say lunch. They do say lunch still. Yeah. Dinner. But tea is what it is. And, and obviously we've got Scarlett now, who is 19, 20 months old. No, she's 17 months. 17 months? Yeah. Must be mother child then. Yeah. That's with about... the mank bird. Oh, yeah. You did mention it. And I. Yeah, as you go on, I love all southern boys, i tell you that. But um, it went to Scouser, didn't it? Uh, she must live <laughs> around Runcorn. Sure. She must be a wool. But it is good because I've got the. Um, I've got sort of like a bit of an inside edge with loads of inside jokes of. Scouse land of things, and that's one of them. Mm-hmm. Wool. Yeah, but what about when you went to Mackey's in town? Yeah, well, no, but yeah, in in town. So, me and Haley decided to have a bit of a bar crawl and stayed in a hotel um, in Liverpool so that we can just smash. And um, then uh, <laughs> you should see Haley's face. <laughs> Do you know I, I did that? Ju- I did that just so to get your reaction. You know that, right? So no, we just wanted to have a really good night out. We didn't have to. Walk, well, it's probably cheaper to book a hotel than it was get to a get taxi. A Uber or whatever. Yeah, mm. you know. Um, so I'd done the gentlemanly thing. Haley was absolutely hanging. Lightweight. These Northerners can't drink. Um, so I've gone to the Mac- Mackey's Liverpool one. Tipped up there, pretty sprightly actually ordered it up you know on the online this was pre-covid fella standing there and um he's got his little piece of paper and i think he's blind as fuck he's like yeah where do i find the number that they call an almies i'm like oh it's just um just up the top there and he stared at me as if i've spoke japanese or something he's like oh okay thanks me oh, probably now really cut up that a southerners like not only can read um, he's probably got a job as well, but he's um, like told him what what things are. <laughs> and they called his number out. Off he went. It's all right though, because I got my comeuppance. Turned up to the counter once. We all got read, and you've got this absolutely typical Scouse girl. Ah, oh, the fifty-four, <laughs> and she's got like I think sharpie eyebrows that were coloured in. And I'm pretty sure she's probably just rolled in from a night out. She's got her hair like all done up and pretty dolled up for a Mackey's anyway. That's standard. Yeah, I know. But, you know, people listening to this probably haven't been to Liverpool, so they wouldn't know. But, um, and it's that, that long gap thing. Can I take it on? <laughs> so anyway, I've got a coffee and a drink and I'm like, um, can I have a cup holder, please? And she stared at me. Awa, a cup holder for for the drinks, so that I don't, I don't, I can hold them in one hand. And the fellow that I've just asked, I think you're gonna have to talk scouts to her, mees. Right, and can I have a cup holder, please? Oh, a cup holder. No worries, I get that for you now, love. Thanks, girl. <laughs> Fuck me. Little bit of me died inside, but there you go. I circumnavigated my way back and. Yeah, we smashed on the old uh, breakfast, Mackey's breakfast, and uh, 
got home mildly hungover. Mm. Probably had another McDonald's on the way home. On Probably the dri- did. Drive through. Um, but no, it is interesting. I, I do see a large comparison with. Um, I mean, I was born in London, but raised in Reading, and I think that vibe is very much like Londoners, the the working class docks industrial side and I think that's why I get on well with your dad yeah is because I'm a blue collar worker I'm not one of these office see you next Tuesdays yet um you know I'm not one of those I'm I get my hands dirty and I think he appreciates that um I think he sees a lot of himself in you doesn't he oh is he gay are you gay don't know yet (laughs) don't know no. We'll speak about that later. That's another podcast. But no, I, I, yeah, I think your dad sort of sees similarities of his life, and um, yeah, his. I'd love to have your dad's attitude of it'll be all right, me. It'll all work its way out in the end, dear lad. Mm. You know, I wish I had that. That very. Um, I don't even know what the word is for it. I think he just always has faith in the process, doesn't he? Yeah, I, I think, think he just has faith well, that everything will work out in the end. He's been through it, hasn't he? So, yeah. But it is, it's very, very similar sort of ways and thinking and, yeah, I mm. think I think he, yeah. And he, he looks, he loves my kids. And, uh, he does. Well, our kids, really. Yeah. They call Hayley Mummy. They have done for a long, long time. And that, that, that will stay, definitely, unless you piss them off and then they just start calling you Hayley. <laughs> um, so, really strange, being a Scouser, mm. you've got a law qualification, haven't you? I do, yeah. Expand. So, the first time that I decided one day I wanted to do a law degree was when all the careers people came round in school. Right. And I don't know if you had this, but back in the day, before everywhere had computers and stuff, they used to come round and you'd have this like big careers book yes. and it would tell you about all the jobs and yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I remember just flicking through it and I was like, ooh, lawyer, barrister. Yeah. It says that they can earn a lot of money, so I might want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so it's good it work up like, there. Yeah, it was always sort of in the back of my mind to do it. Um, finished school, did all right. Started some A-levels, bombed out of them because I just wanted to work yeah. and earn money. Yeah. And then I worked for a bit longer and thought, actually, I'm ready to go to uni now. I'm hungry yeah. for it. I want to do it. I'm ready to put the effort in. So I went and did my law degree. And how long was that? It was three years. Three? Yeah, so my degree was three years, did that in Liverpool. And then after that, I decided I wanted to take it a step further and did something called the BVC, which it's actually changed its name now. Um, It's something else now. But when I did it, it's called the BVC. And that qualifies you to be a barrister. But you have to do a, a... a sort of work qualification part as well. So I did all of the academic part. Is that a little bit like in some apprenticeships? Yeah. 
Okay. Pretty Obviously, much. this isn't like an apprenticeship at all. Yeah. But, and that's it's done in modules. Am I right? Modules. Um, it was just one very intense year right. of everything. So it's split into all different subjects. So it it's sort of split into modules. So you'll do advocacy, you'll yeah. do some criminal stuff, you'll do some written stuff, and then it all comes together at the end. So your post-nominals are LLB and BVC. Yes. Actually, Mental. LLB, honours. Honours, sorry. Honours, yeah. Come on, get it right. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I've just got, I think I've only got one GCSE. But can I just add something onto the end of mine now? <laughs> Go on. At the end of it, so it's LLB, Honours, BVC, and then SAHM. Do you know what that is? A sham. Stay at home, mum. Yeah, stay at home, mum. <laughs> stay at home, mum. Made redundant. Jobless. Jobless. Yeah. Typical scouts. <laughs> no. But no, that's it's amazing, and and one of the things actually, when I got to know more about Haley and I found out about that, it was one of the most impressive things ever. And I've always told her I'm really, really sort of proud of her for that, for doing that, because I bummed out of school. I just not like as in I didn't bother finishing it, but I got to my GCSEs and I realised I'm not cut out for academic stuff. I'm I'm more hands on. Want to learn? I I had an, an apprenticeship in mind. That was the way I was going, getting into the motor vehicle trade and car mechanic. That's where I wanted to go. I wanted to do something that was physical, you know, um, fixing shit. And that, although I was lined up ready to go and I passed an exam, which I didn't think I'd ever pass because I was shit at that sort of stuff. I passed it and never heard anything. So then I had to make the decision because during that summer between finishing my GCSEs and sixth form, I didn't have any other plans. So I had to make a decision. So nothing come of it. So I had to then go in and start a GMVQ in travelling tourism. And the funny thing is, I never completed it. But I had four weeks off and I went to the Philippines. <laughs> I'd done travelling tourism practical. And my my teacher at the time, bless him, he said, I don't care what you do, just write a report on it. Just write up on what you did and, and all of those things. So that was pretty cool. He was pretty pretty ace with that. And then... I moved down to London with my dad through means which you know about the assault and all that. Um, not, I didn't commit the assault, I got assaulted. Um, so I uh, ended up living with my dad and I found a job pretty straight, pretty much straight away working on the airport, something which I also wanted to do. And then the rest history, because still on the airport. So I've been on the airport since 2001. Wow. So that's 20 years. Yeah, Shit. it is. But just oh going back to something that you said, you said, oh, you know, I'm, you are not that academically Academic. clever or Gifted. whatever. But I always say to you, you're one of the most cleverest people I know. Pff, yeah, so I don't right. think you give yourself enough credit, really. Mm. You are very intelligent. I just don't think you maybe realise. But applied in what way? All sorts of ways. Mm. All sorts of ways. Um, obviously, you're very technological. Yeah, well, most of the um, time it's because the kids jut an iPad <laughs> under my... <laughs> uh, not an iPad, whatever. And they just go, this is broken. And it's like, well, if you bounce it off the wall, it tends to happen. Mm. I think if it interests me, 
then I'm for it. Yeah. That that's how my mind works. If it it's it's like an arrogance almost, but it's not. I'm not arrogant. But if if something doesn't interest me, I couldn't give a fuck about it. I just haven't got. I don't waste brain power on something I'm not interested in. If if I'm not interested in it, it doesn't exist in okay. my head because I've got no need to invest in it. You know. So for me, things like that, which is why I went into the RAF but mm. bailed, and that's my biggest regret. If I'd stayed in the RAF, I could have really made something of it. So I'm obsessed with it. You know the story, my granddad and all that. Yeah. So from that, it's kind of born out of, okay, well, I need to better myself. But it's now, as I sit here now, I think, shit, yeah, I, I'd quite like to do a bit higher learning. I'd quite like mm. to... I don't know, get get a a qualification. Not even just for having it. It's so that I've proved to myself I'm not that dumb fuck that was at school. I'm 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 pretty sure I was on the fucking spectrum and still am. But <laughs> but I never had the support. Yeah. Especially at home. I never got help with homework or I n I was never guided, I was never encouraged I did everything on my own, very much independent. And I think that's why I make choices and sometimes might frustrate you because I'll make a choice and I'll just make it. I won't... Well, we do talk about things. Obviously, I don't... I mean, I've I've bought shit and not told you and then told you and you're like, fucking hell. But you know <laughs> what I mean? I wouldn't go and buy a car and then turn up and go, oh, well, just I wanted it. You know, extreme things. But yeah. I just go for it. And I think mm. it's kind of a bit reckless, but... <laughs> yeah I'm just used to that now yeah. so I just sort of let you get on with it <laughs> I have these like, ideas oh, yeah, he's bought something else off Amazon yeah well I've kept them going if I'm honest <laughs> me and Jeff is it Jeff? I don't know uh, Jeff. I don't know <laughs> Jeff Bezos who's gave up but no I mean if I had the, the opportunity, money, time I'll probably do that. But I find myself wanting to learn more. And then when I heard about your law qualifications, I thought, oh, that's interesting. So then I started asking you tons of questions and mm. then bought a book, read up on it, started studying. Not, I didn't have a, like, a course. I weren't signed up, but I wanted to understand things and it gets into it where... Oh, okay, so what is section 15 of PACE? Things like that, you know? But I feel like you know quite a lot now. Yeah. And especially when we watch all of these, mm. you know, like Well, murdery. I'm streetwise. Yeah, murdery. I murder a lot of people. <laughs> I'm streetwise. That's yeah. the problem. Mm. Because I can run away from police and know where to hide. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> when have you done that? But no... Um, should we stop recording so I can tell? <laughs> but no, I, I think I think I listen to you and I watch I watch things and, and one of the things you said to me when we were watching programmes and you said you can't let emotion drive your decision. Mm-hmm. You can't let the emotion of you think that person's murdered her, but you like that's when I first heard the term beyond reasonable doubt. Mm. And I'd never heard that term before. So now when I hear 
people at work and there's been a case and so and so's got away with it or whatever now oh they should have given him 35 years because he's a john i don't know like just give him 35 years for not paying a parking ticket or something it's like throw the book at him i always say but there's there's a lot of factors behind it if you're not on the court case or you don't know what you're talking about you probably shut the fuck up because most of the time the judge would probably like to give him a lot more but he's bound by the constraints of the law Mm. and gives what he's right to give and must be frustrating but yeah i mean maybe one day i might learn a trade maybe one day i might do the things that i wanted to do Mm. um i'm sure there's things you might want to do further your yeah i mean i'm glad that i did yeah i'm glad i did my law qualifications yeah um really glad and i wouldn't change that no but at the same time i wish that i had maybe done something more creative yeah i think as well it's quite a hard one because you kind of have to make a decision with a bit of a juvenile mind yeah and that's where i think i that was my downfall Mm. i kind of saw myself getting into a trade pretty easily yeah because i've got it's in my genes really it's in my Mm. blood it's one of those and and i would take apart my my bikes and put them together yeah just to see how it works i if i how does that work i have to know how it works Mm -hmm. i have to see how that works and that sort of drove me really so it was funny because all the subjects that i did well at at school were things like chemistry physics Mm. um design technology but it was called systems and control which is electronics and woodwork and metalwork and things like that bound into one big thing so it was fucking ace i got to cut shit up and smell solvents it was great um i was on the spectrum didn't give a fuck um kept me quiet smashed off my tits on tool cleaner (laughs) and yeah and obviously i loved my football played enough football outside of school played for the school things like that played rugby outside of school play for school all of those things and it was kind of like i'd say i enjoyed school yeah but i didn't enjoy learning yeah because i i i don't think i had the and we've had this conversation before with lilia lilia seems to struggle with focus and and it is hard obviously with these times with homeschooling and things like that but i've said it to you before is I was like that because I didn't have anyone to guide me. I'd never go home and tell my mum or stepdad about my day and no one would ask me. So I just thought, no, I gave a fuck. So I just kind of thought, oh, well, I'm doomed to to fail. I'm doomed to fail. So, you know, I didn't feel... I I remember the teacher saying, oh, if you don't get your GCSEs, you're going to fucking fail. And I thought, I don't believe you. And I just, I've seen straight from, in fact, there's one teacher, and I said this to you before, when your record of achievement, and you had to write out things, oh, and they yeah. typed it into it, and one of them was your aspirations for your career, like going forward, mm. what do you want to do, and it was motor, motor vehicle, so car mechanic, worked for Formula One team, because I was absolutely obsessed, like I still am with Formula One, mm. and it's BA Engineering, which I've now ticked off the list, and yeah. I've done. And I remember my the guy, I'm not going to say his name, and he looked at it and he went, 
you're never going to fucking do that, Saunders. Didn't swear, I'm just an arsehole, but you're never going to do that, Saunders. You're never going to work for BA. And I'd love to see him now and go, mate, I'm probably on more than you. Yeah. Like, and and you said I'd never come to anything. Mm. I'm a wrong'un. That was what I was called, a wrong'un. And I used that as drive. And I remember when I went into my first job interview out of that, that voice in my head was the driving factor of, no, I'm going to fucking do this. Mm. And I'm, I'd love to find him and tell him. But, you know, he, he was, that was probably what he was doing. He was probably punching it into me to go, yeah, you go and do that. Or he was just a prick. He was just horrible. He's just a knobhead. But um, moving away from that, and you're now a mum. To little Scarlet. whirlwind Scarlet. Yeah, she's crazy. Yeah. But I wouldn't change her for the world. Like Chucky crazy? Or? Dunno. No, no. She's just crazy but cute, isn't she? Yeah, yeah, she's when she's not stealing my food. <laughs> <laughs> she is, she's, um, it's funny because there's something that Hayley says quite a lot, and that is, well, they like this. And it's really hard because when there's when there's a situation where Scarlet is full on being a nightmare, and she asks it, and both Kitty and Lily weren't, I sort of have to go no. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it is it is uh, she's certainly different and fucking stubborn. She's Unfortunately, so stubborn. she's double dosed because you're stubborn, I'm stubborn. So she's double dub double double dosed. Yeah, but she's wicked. Yeah. She's amazing. Scarlet Valentina. Yeah. Valentina being the girl that served us at Burger King. How mad though, but we just loved the name. name. It was so beautiful. Yeah. And such a pretty name. And we both just knew that... It just sounded right. Yeah, it took us so long to pick her middle name though, didn't it? Yeah, well that was the one we were stuck on. Yeah. She does sound like her, uh, her initials do sound like somewhere you buy a sofa, though. It does. SVS. Like where they have, like, a sale, like, every weekend. Yeah. Like a bank holiday or something. Yeah, not Everything's anymore. Everything's got to go every weekend. But being, when I first met Hayley, sort of talk of kids, obviously you wouldn't be getting involved in that. But we did touch on it slightly. And then you were, I remember you were like, oh, I don't know, I really enjoy flying. So yeah. I'd wanna, I'd wanna still fly, mm. but I'd wanna have a baby. But I don't know. And I remember saying to you, you can't do both. Yeah. Because you are gonna fall in love with the baby, and you are gonna find it very hard to be away. Mm. And look what's happened. It's you know. I know. I mean, foolishly, before you know, at that time when we were talking about that, when I was still flying. Yeah. I sort of thought, you know, oh well, I can, I can have both. Yeah. But, I mean, obviously, I, I'd stopped flying before I had her anyway, so yeah, that yeah, was yeah. fine. But I've got to be honest, I, I knew that I would love her when she arrived. Yeah. I knew that I would. Well, that's her. good. I already did love her, <laughs> like hate from her. the, you know, from the second <laughs> that I found out that I was having her. I already mm. did love her, but I just don't think I was quite prepared for the onslaught that feeling. Yeah, it's just like this. It owns you. It's like this thunderbolt of love, yeah. and it just, it just consumes you, and it's just the most wonderful thing. It does, and for me. 
to see that, and this isn't a dig on her, but I, I know she loved them, but it was it was very hard to know, but you show it all the time with her, and I think, I think she knows that. Well, obviously she does, yeah. and when she gets older, she's gonna just know, and she is so surrounded. In fact, Scarlet is so lucky because mm. she's got two big sisters that just adore her. She's got us and she's got everyone around her. She's got more than we've had. Yeah. And for me, it's lovely seeing the girls with her. And one of the things that both Kitty and Lily have said to me is that they don't want her knowing. Yeah. The Like, that they're not full sisters. And I said, but you are. Yeah, we never call them half sisters no, ever no. they're just sisters because they're not you know no. it doesn't matter how i think it's done by attitude more than it is by blood sometimes and yeah. um yeah and as well kitty and lilia say to me quite often they say oh we're so lucky we've got mummy as in you because mm. they call her old parent so that's what she calls her so every time mummy's mentioned it's Haley, and she goes oh we're so lucky we've got mummy oh, oh she, I love her so much and I'm like well do me a favour tell her don't tell me Like, and I don't mean that in a horrible way yeah. but it's like I think they they need to realise that it's okay to be like that but they, they do they don't hold back on what they say and I know sometimes it can be frustrating yeah. and we get loads of little letters <laughs> A little bit of sliver of paper comes up and it's I love you and then infinity sign or something like that. Or I'm sorry I didn't do my schoolwork, but I love you. That's why I stuck it up on the cupboard (laughs) so that if she does it again, I can go, I'll put that up there to remind you. But um, yeah, no, there's there's a lot of things like that that go on. And um, yeah, I, I think they're very lucky. They are very lucky to not just have me, but to have you. And also they've got a guide there and they've got... There was chaos in their world that I didn't know about. Yeah. And then we learnt. And when they had their therapy, Mm. what came out of that, um, I have no idea what's going to happen later down the line. But they've got that stability and that comfort knowing they've got two people behind them and they can go to with whatever. And Kitty's obviously getting to that hormonal stage, so it's going to... And well, it's imminent, really. Things are going to happen um, that might require your intervention over mine. But um, <laughs> I think um, eradication is not the word I'm looking at. But I think there's a lot of of the bullshit that they endured is slowly fading because I don't feel the worries and concerns like I used to, and I remember both of them saying on several occasions that they were scared they were going to be abducted. Mm. They were scared that she was going to kill them. Yeah. um, And that they never want to see her again and all of these. And despite that, I still said, look, if you want to see her, I'll make it happen. And I even said it about two weeks ago. I said the same. I said, if you want to see her, and they were like, no. Mm. But one of the things they said is they don't need to because they got you. Yeah. So, Whilst that's not a replacement of a biological parent, I think for them, and it was one of the words that Kitty used, was safe. Yeah. And that's what they say. So it's And it's all them yeah. talking. I never put any words in their mouth. But they 
both feel going forward that obviously their life is going to be about you a bit like you with your your stepmom die i yeah. know that there was moments you clashed oh yeah but now that relationship is strong and it yeah. is it's really strong and just going back to scarlet mm. when i see how much scarlet loves them yeah like she will just if they're both sat on the sofa she'll mm. move them apart so she can go and sit, sit in, between in the middle them. of them yeah and she just absolutely adores them yeah. and i just love seeing that and it it makes me happy mm. to know that she has got that love from them as well oh she <sighs> It's it's one of those it's it's the purity of it. It's yeah, it there's is. there's no but I think as well Scarlet come r along at a really important time in both of their lives because since Scarlet's been around both of them seem to have mellowed. Both of them seem to not worry as much. Yeah. The therapy played a part in that obviously. Yeah. Kitty had done hers. Lily had to wait quite a while, but. I think, I don't know, I just felt that Scarlet kind of unlocked a new domain for them. Yeah, I think they just, they give her a lot of focus too. It's mm. like when Lilia does her to-do list sometimes, always on her to-do list, she'll do get yeah. up, lie in bed, <laughs> have breakfast. It's busy being a seven-year-old. Yeah. Um, put breakfast. socks on and then it'll be play with Scarlet yeah. every single time she does a little to-do list mm. it's play with Scarlet and sometimes even when she's homeschooling she'll mm. come down and she'll be like can I just spend some time with yeah. Scarlet please just, yeah. yeah she's just such a focus for yeah. them they just want to be around her all the time and, it, and it's funny because I've been when I was with her. She had a kid from a previous, and she was, she was a teenager. And even when Kitty was younger, and oh, I can't remember the, the the age gap. I think it was, it was about six years. I can't remember, but she was old enough to know better. And mm. I never remember there being as tight a bond as this. And although she did love both of them to the amount of bullying that went on and the amount of shit that I saw that never got you know exposed but that's for another podcast but I never saw like Lilia how she is with Scarlet I never saw that that way yeah and that I remember that really bothering me because mm. I was like no matter what you think of me those two were close Kitty and her yeah. should have should have been close mm. should i say but it just seemed to be like a no you're here now you're and i know that happens with biological siblings they're yeah. like oh shit you're here now fuck off like yeah, i was like having a great I... time with mum and dad before you tipped up you, you knobhead yeah like i might get less christmas presents now exactly or, or you're gonna steal my shit mm. but you know there's there is that power struggle but no the future will be interesting <laughs> with Kitty want probably wanting her own space and yeah. us not having a 
big enough space for them. But right now I'm content with how they're being and and it won't be long before we can rely on Kitty to be a <laughs> babysitter and we can get on we the piss. Yeah. Like old days. I know, right? Christ. Thought of that. And it was one of the things when I separated. I remember that first day that I could sleep and I slept and it was like waking up and not having anything to do was the weirdest thing. Yeah. Because you've kind of lost a schedule. I, my schedule was getting up and all the things that we do now. Yeah. Taking them to school. Even those little things filled your day. Mm. Even when you drop them off at school and then go and pick them up later, that gap between then feels like it, it flies by. Yeah. So, and I think people don't realise that. I honestly couldn't imagine having a whole day with nothing to do. It's crazy. Yeah. It's mad. But it gives you purpose. Yeah, and it does. So what have you learnt from being a... Let's... Okay, we've got Kitty and Lilia. We yeah. spoke about them. But being a biological mum, Scarlett, what have you? What has Scarlett taught you? she's taught me a lot she's taught me how short your patience is <laughs> no actually how much patience i do have that's why i was joking yeah it's just how much patience i have got i think how much shit to clear out of a bath literally well, yeah she likes to shat in the bath several times literally every time she has it's an enema isn't it it's, it's just wrong anyway <laughs> radox enema yeah just and just that feeling of, like, obviously I love you, mm-hmm. but the I love so. for a child is just completely different, isn't it? It's just yeah. that that complete, unconditional love. It's just You can't actually wonderful. explain it. No, And that's can't. something I said to you. Anybody that's not a parent, <laughs> there's, there's love in a dog or love in someone. Yeah. But this person is you yeah and it's just the the, it's almost surreal and i remember actually when i remember um not long after she was born Mm. scarlet was born and you just said i adore her like i love her like you're trying to convince me i'm like i know (laughs) i'm like i know but i still you're obsessed yeah every day now even when she's being a little terror Mm. every day i still look at her and i'm like oh my gosh i grew you mad isn't it like you grew inside me Mm. i grew you yeah you're part of me yeah and it's just a crazy bond but yeah she's taught me a lot about myself i think since becoming a mum i'm a lot more well i'm a more tired version of myself <laughs> but i think i am it's with a good reason better version of myself i think i'm a lot less selfish yeah well that's something i said to you it's just the moment you become a parent suddenly you're not it's not about you anymore no it isn't it's it's about basically trying to keep a human alive yeah. every day and so they don't put themselves in the washing machine or something like that yeah but you know what i was like i would spend how long getting ready every day Mm -hmm. not even to go anywhere special and it would really bother me if i couldn't have (laughs) that time to make myself 
look and feel as nice as possible mm -hmm. but that's just not a priority anymore obviously i still like to look nice and make an effort mm -hmm. but my priorities have changed is what i'm trying to say yeah no i know and it and i get it now even when i go out on a ride mm. on my on my road bike i feel guilty being out on my road bike because i think hang on this is maybe time i should be spending with people and and it's funny because it does that to you mm. and when i'm at work work isn't about paying for a kfc or whatever it's about keeping food on the table yeah and obviously that's tough fucking stuff at the moment mm. but oh, now you hit the nail on the head it is the selfish side if you've ever got any selfishness in you mm. goes but obviously some people aren't quite like that and no. <laughs> remain selfish and then their kids end up being removed by the police <clears throat> link but no, I mean, it's, for, for me, from the outside looking in, when I see you with Scarlett, it's, and everyone said it, including my auntie Leslie, she says, Hayley is such a natural mum, oh. such a natural mum, and that's something that I could see in you when yeah. we met, and obviously, romance wasn't on my radar when I first met you. Yeah. So, to then think, well, hang on a minute, actually, oh, I quite like her, she's pretty fit. Um. Yeah, yeah. So did you say she was pretty fit? Yeah, you were. <laughs> you, you're not allowed to run anymore. I know. Sauce. Well, you've got your fucking wheelchair. <laughs> Jesus, I want that one. You've got your you've got your buggy that took about eighteen years to get here. Jesus you Christ, that buggy? ruled the fucking world for ages. Yeah, but I've not got a job. I've not got anything else to talk about. Oh, you're a good scouser, aren't you? <laughs> you can't... Yeah, just remember to pay the toll when you go across Runcorn Bridge. Did you know there's a new Runcorn Bridge? I did know there's a new Runcorn Bridge. Yeah. But um, also, just to let you know, don't get off at Edge Hill. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll let you Google that one. <laughs> well, well, clearly I didn't, because Scarlet's here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. mm. That was funny, but that that was something as well. Scarlett took a while. She did to bake, not nine months, but to appear. She did. I mean, I actually. You thought you was you had a hostile womb, didn't you? I thought something like fell off or something. One of your fallopian <laughs> tubes has shat itself out. I thought something was broken. <laughs> Feminist. Yeah, but I had never tried to have a baby before i got no. to the age of whatever age i was how old was i when i had a 38 um 37 i was fucking old I anyway know that. i was old great rack though i had got cheers <laughs> but i had got to that age and never tried to have a baby before never been pregnant so i didn't know if everything worked yeah it's difficult because i remember saying to you um because we thought um, we were pregnant when we were on our family moon. So yeah. we had to make excuses going to Walgreens. For foot cream. And um, CVS. Was it CVS? Yeah, CVS. To try and... Um, yeah, foot cream on it. To yeah. get pregnancy tests. The poor lady that was cleaning our room must have thought, Jesus Christ. <laughs> but 
it was hard because it's all right for me. I've got two kids, and Haley really wanted a baby at this time. So it, mm. it came to a point where it, I was sort of, I was frustrated, but I was also like, I wanted this for you. Yeah. Obviously, I wanted to have a baby, but I really wanted it for you because I thought you did deserve it, and I thought it would have just topped everything off really nicely. But mm. for whatever reason, she didn't turn up until she did to yeah. give us a chance. I don't know. Who knows? These things happen for a reason, yeah. and then she tips up, and yeah, all hell fucking breaks loose, and the tent is on its side, and yeah, things being thrown. Little munchkin. I'm really not that worried about having to scare boys off. No, she can take care of herself. She she can, she already can. She literally. Did you hear me earlier on? I was shouting at her. I was standing by my little desk there, and she wanted to get sunk out of my drawer, which she knew that she shouldn't have. Yeah. So she was moving me, <laughs> yeah. and I was like, "She does." Oi, no! And she's looking at me like. Fucking move, dickhead. I want to get at your shit to tear up photos of you when you were a kid. Because she was looking at those. She probably looked at her and thought, that guy. Yeah. What's Stuart look like? But, wow, what an incredible... What an incredible co- podcast episode covering... I think we covered everything. Did we? Yeah. I did... Uh, uh, there was one, What's what does she like about me? What do I like about you? Um, you have got a wicked coffee machine. Yeah. And make me coffee every day. That's what I like That's going to be a podcast that I'm going to do as oh. well. But that's that's cool because you've brought me on to that. But yeah, I've committed my life to teaching myself how to be a barista. Not a barrister. Barista. And it's probably the worst decision, but most amazing thing I've ever done. Well, it is for me, because I get loads of coffee. Yeah, so. and weird latte art. Well, yeah, I mean, this morning's one was quite interesting, to be honest. It's penis, wasn't it? It was cock, yeah. Cock and balls. <laughs> but no, it's... Um, and that's nice to have the support of you to to do these stupid things, you know, and to just... You may not agree with it. Even like the podcast, you're like, yeah, if it makes you happy, do it. Yeah. And I've never had that before. And, yeah, long may it continue. Yeah. Where would we be in 20 years' time? Hopefully. Living up north. Living up north? Yeah. Yeah. Or in California. Oh, I fucking love that. Mm. Oh, my God, I'd love that. Mind you, California's going to shit at the moment. Joe Rogan's moved. Oh, okay. To Austin, Texas, because of the taxes, and and I think it's I think it's by twenty thirty, there'll be no petrol cars on the road. Mm. Electric cars, fuck knows how that's going to work, but Elon Musk will sort that out, no doubt. Ah, oh, and I always say Haley should get into American law and become a lawyer over there, and then I can just sit at home on my ass all day mm. doing podcasts with my mate Joe Rogan. Hello, friends. I don't know. <laughs> he is my inspiration for this, no doubt. And Ricky Gervais when he done the XFM stuff, the Ricky Gervais show. I've not heard that. Yeah, did Monkey News. Nice. Carl Pilkington, that's where he found Carl Pilkington. Oh, 
and all that. Does a dog think in dog or does it think in human voices? You sound like Brian Cox. If you look at the universe, <laughs> it's ever expanding gases coming to Jupiter on the moon. I don't know, I'm just making it up. Oh. I don't do impressions. No, you do them all the time. I don't know. Voices, I just like taking the piss. No shit. But I'm conscious that we've spoke, where it says here, one hour, 11 minutes on the actual recording software that I use. That's a long, this is my longest podcast yet, you know. Is it? Joe Rogan goes for four hours. I can't do four hours, I've got brownies to chop up. <laughs> yeah, and I've got brownies to fucking eat. Mm. But thank you so much for doing this, I love you. Thank you for being uh, the best mum in the world. Love you too. I'm and <laughs> just just as well really isn't it <laughs> but thank you for making these brownies and if they're shite I will record over this and tell everyone how shit it is that's fair enough but we'll just say they're nice because they smell amazing but it's been a pleasure likewise and um, we'll see you next time Later. take care and all the best